Welcome along to the show. This is Eat Sleep Sleep Thanks Repeat. My name is Ryan Galkin. Today we've got a massive guest. But before that, a little bit of housekeeping. Um, we are at Suplex Retweet on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Tinder, Grinder, whatever one you want to go on. We are at Suplex Retweet. <laughs> uh, find us on that. You can go to suplexretweet.com as well. You can find the full back catalogue of all the guests that we've had on and all the shows as well. Now, today's guest, he is the Buckfast Barbarian. He is Mr. No Likey, No Lighty. It's Davey Blaze. How you doing, mate? Not bad, mate. You alright? Yeah, not bad, not bad. So, first of all, Glad to be back in ICW. It's great to see you again. Are you enjoying being back with the boys? Aye, it's been it's been great, mate. Um, obviously, like, there was a period, obviously, like, either two and a half or three years that I was away. I was like, I was missing it <coughs> severely. And um, eventually, when I turned <coughs> I turned twenty six in October, obviously last year, and, um, I got a phone call from Dallas, basically saying to me, "Look, you're going to be coming back at Fear and Loving. Um, just keep putting the gym, uh, keep doing what you're doing." Um, and then it's like, we'll basically see you then. I was like, mate, don't tell, don't put it on Facebook, I was like, don't put it on Twitter, blah, 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 but don't even tell the boys that I'm coming back. I mean, I want this to be an actual surprise. So it was like, on the night. But if you're hard, the boys at me any moment, where they mate, just turn up. Honestly, <laughs> it, it was, honestly, it was, mate, it was, it was mental, it was, it was surreal, right? So I've walked backstage, I've got my bag, and I see the boys, I went, what are you doing here? <laughs> and I went, I'm making the saving grade all the night, and they were like, no, you're not. Right. And I was like, what, what are you really doing here? <laughs> and I was like, no, I made the saving clear the night, so it was quite funny. Um, and then it was like when the like when the when the video was getting played when the Neds were in the ring uh, uh, do, uh, putting a beating on Grado. Mm-hmm. It was like everybody had thought at first for what I heard for fans or the boys. Obviously, the boys knew it was me, but the fans, it was like they thought it was like Mikey Whiplash or something. Right, okay. Just cause the way the video was. Aye, kind of creepy. Aye, and then it was like been the next minute it's coming down the tunnel. And it was like here we. Here we and then here we fucking go and then it was like my big stupid face turns running and it's like th- there he is and everybody just lost their mind. Brilliant, so man. it was good man and uh, obviously like up until now, you know, I've done um, I've done like the Gonzo shows, you know, I was back at the, the square going that there and uh, obviously the Bucky Boys had came back as well, so it's it's been really good, mate. Aye. It's uh, it's t- been good. We can touch on all that stuff later on as well. Um, <coughs> also you've been actively wrestling, it's not like you've been away no, doing no, nothing, no. you've still been acting, but Let's take it back a wee bit, you know, for people, this is a question we ask everybody who right. comes on the show, it's the first question we normally ask, why professional wrestling? Where does that, that burning desire come from? Where did it first start for you? I think it was like, um, like obviously at first, like I, came, like I came across like Arnold Schwarzenegger first, and then it was like, I, I was watching a Predator movie, and then it was like, for there it was... Like to me, I was like, "Wow, this guy's a fucking superhero." Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he kills an alien. Wow, right? <laughs> and then it was like, like my brothers and all that. Us, like we, they were all watching it when it was like Attitude Era. Do you know what I mean? So it was like, I was like, I still a bit too young to kind of remember it. Mm-hmm. But obviously, if I knew watching it since I've been getting older, I know the script. But um, since I was younger, it was like when I started like kind of watching WWE. Um, I was looking at these guys, and I was just like, just like. The fan interaction, do you know what I mean? The storytelling with the body, how emotional it is, um, the physiques, the, the athleticism of it in, in sports entertainment, do you know what I mean? It says, like, I, I, I just always wonder to myself, I was like, how would it feel to like, walk out in front of a crowd like that, wrestle, like, do something that you love? Mm. Like, it must be it must be amazing. Have, so, that, have that moment. Aye, almost. so it was like, and even just to, like, kind of, see, just to, like, look, obviously, like a superhero, like, You've got you've got like Wayne's like because when I used to look at guys like Batista, Triple H, or 
um, like Hulk Hogan, like your Rick Rudds, like these guys were like massive, like superhero big, and it was like to me, it was like you would get behind them and stuff like that. So it's like me always growing up, I was like, I want to eventually be like a role model for younger people that can look up to me and go, I want to just be like him. Yep. And then, it, do you know what I mean? So that's kind of like all where it, like all where it came from. When did you start training? What I age? started training at 15 years of age in 2009. Which makes my next question uh, even more impressive. At the age of 17, you uh-huh. became the, the first Triple Crown, or the y- youngest I became Triple the, Crown. I, I became the, young, the, the first ever youngest Triple Crown Tag Team Champion in the Scottish wrestling scene. And that was when I held the PBW Tag Belts, the BCW Tag Belts and the ICW Tag Belts all at the one time. Within two years of training? Within, or, two, or within two, or three, well, maybe. two or three, aye, aye. Uh, since training, aye. See, being, being that age and that kind of stage in your career, did you appreciate how big a deal that was aye, in, at ma- the time? Massively, aye. massively. It was like, um, like, because <clears throat> back then, the scene was like very, very small uh, compared to what it is now. Yeah. So, um, to get to have the appreciation and uh, the acknowledgement of what you've accomplished as an acolyte is absolutely superior. Do you know what I mean? It was, it was crazy to obviously ha- to be that person that at that point I di- at that point I didn't even know it was a thing until I realised and I says to Stevie and then I says to like my trainer <laughs> Ross kid fight. Yep. I says I'm holding all three belts at one time at this age. Like what? Look, I says, is that is is, is that something? Mm-hmm. And it was it was kid fight that says to me, he was like, mate, he says, you are literally holding three of the biggest belts all at the one time for the three the three top major companies like in the UK. Right. Like, I it's a thing. And then I was that's when I went, I'm the youngest triple crown tag team champion. I was like, fuck me. Do you know what I mean? So it was it was class man, like just here and it was like something that kinda that was my first kind of big accolade, do you know what I mean? Like and that was something to me, I was like Wow, like did you always want to be a tag wrestler? See, the, the, the thing is, tag wrestling that kind of drawn you towards it. <clears throat> the thing is, it was like at first, like when I was coming through, um, like because obviously my memory when I was younger, uh, felt like I had a, a head injury when I was younger, so it was like my memory wise wasn't too good. Right, okay. So it was like trying to remember matches as a singles person. Knew I can date any bother, right? Yeah. But back then, it was like trying to remember singles matches on your own, and it was. It was a bit stressful, right? <clears throat> and I would keep forgetting. But then it was like I became an absolute beast at tag team wrestling. Like I had Blazing Rampage, uh, the Aggression, the Bucky Boys, uh, the Knockout Kings, the Mean Kid Fight. And it was like all these other teams that I had. It was like it was better mm-hmm. because it helped me remember, you know, get there. And it was obviously like getting to know tag team wrestling even more. Yep. How to split the ring. And everything else, so it was like I. It kind of made me different side to it almost I, that you, you ever really thought I, about. And then it was like it came to the point where it was like the singles wrestling had came, and it was like to kind of man up and like kind of own your craft kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, that's exactly what I did, man. So it's like knew I knew I would I would say that I, I enjoyed them both, if you will. Mm-hmm. So could you pick a favourite? Have you had to pick one? <laughs> uh, Put you on the spot there. <laughs> I would say my favourite. Um, just because obviously the little Bucky boys, I would say tag. Yeah. So I, I would say, I, I would say tag if it comes to I. So over the next few years, you, you had kind of various runs. You, like you say with different teams and stuff. Um, spoke about the Bucky boys there. You had the the runs with Stevie, and then yep. you had <coughs> the feud with Stevie, mm-hmm. which kind of led to the, the SEC <coughs> match. Yeah. Um, where you obviously kind of picked up the belt at that point. Aye. 
how how was that being part of that show? ICW running at at that point, if you take out the hydro, it's probably the biggest venue in in Glasgow in in terms of size. And ICW are taking on the challenge of going, Do you know what, we're gonna do the SECC. Aye. Right? And you you guys are part of that good out there, you know, that sold out crowd. I don't know how many were there, was it like three four, four thousand? Like four four thousand four thousand sold out max. Right. <coughs> but for what I heard, um Dallas wanted the other big hall as well. But okay. they, for what I heard, so the SEC apparently went, no, 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 we'll wait and see how you go, we'll give you four. And apparently for what the rumours go, 50 Cent was on the same night as us, but in the Hydro. And we sold 500 more tickets than what he did for his concert, so I, so I heard anyway. Right, okay, but um, I think it was like, after they'd, after obviously they'd seen the fucking, like, what we done, we sold out and they bother. Yeah. And they've obviously went, right, cool, we'll give you the hydro. And then it was like the hydro the following year we sold out six and a half thousand. Mm-hmm. No complete sellout, but at that at that point six and a half thousand people was like oh, was still mad. and it's and it still is the uh, the, the record that's not been ah, beaten. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely <coughs> see, see when um we'll go back to the SEC in a minute, yeah. but when you when you done the hydro show, I remember going to it and I was I, I kinda walked in, I heard he sold all these tickets and I thought, I wonder how it's going to look. Oh, in, in, in the building and see when I walked in because I got in quite late so Aye. everybody was in at that point and I walked in and went fucking hell mate like, it was it was so weird because it was like when I opened up I opened up the ACCC so I opened up the Hydro so that was like another accolade I had. I'm, I'm, I'm the only British I'm the only British wrestler in the UK to open up two of the biggest shows in the last 37 or 38 years since Big Daddy and John Haystacks let me know if right so but Good company. <laughs> ah, exactly. So it was like, <clears throat> as you were saying there, in regards to like the numbers of like the seating that's or standing areas that are all sold out, right? So it was like Dallas was like going like this backstage. Uh, me and Joe were kind of stunning, just warming up half, half behind the stage, and um, fucking Dallas goes like that. Davey, come here. He goes six and a half thousand is a big number, and you're reading it. And I go, ah, aye. And he goes, look at it out there, mate, and I stick my head out the curtain, and I just, honestly, it was like, butterflies just happened in my belly, man, I was like, oh my fucking God, <laughs> this is six and a half thousand people, right. what? But it was like, the whole flare was sold out. It's strange, because I, I put it in comparison <coughs> to football stadiums, you look Aye. at like Chelsea Park and Ibrox, and you go, six to a thousand, you go, that doesn't look that much when you're exactly, there, man. but then when you actually see it in the idol, and you go, right, this is actually smaller than that, Aye. it's... it's you know, everybody's on the floor. Aye, it's like compact. Aye, aye, that many aye. people, you're like Jesus Christ. But aye, it was, it was, it was fucking, it was, it was crazy, man. But it was an absolute belt to their show. Back to the the SEC show then. So see the the run up to that. Obviously, this is the kind of the first big one that ICW done like massive show. Aye. What was the feeling like? Everybody was everybody bricking herself, or aye, or, or do you thrive on it more though? Does that kind of give you that wee kind of fucking going to do this? Or I we were thriving on it. We can, we were completely, everybody was completely thriving on it. Like we were fucking, I, do you know what I mean? But there was a, there was that exact same feeling as well. That well, for me and Stevie anyway, because we were opening up the show, yep. so it was like we had to open up this show to a fucking standard that was like the pinnacle, yep. where people were going, "Fuck's sake, who else can follow that?" Do you know what I mean? So it keeps up in the bar, right? So me and Stevie. We're standing backstage and I make me and Stevie vomited fucking I think well I vomited fucking once, I think Stevie vomited three times. Jesus. Twice b- backstage and then when I dived into Apium, he rolled after him. <laughs> and, and the camera guy's like, 
<laughs> like Panlock fucking looking at Stevie with a camera on him his face is on all four Titans runs he's just pure screwed his ring it it's fake it's fake he's like ah, mate get it off me <laughs> it's fake it's alright um, obviously like I'd be kind of point I noted I was kind of just getting into ICW at this point this was I had went to a few shows beforehand but when I heard they were doing this it also gets that kind of bigger attention right Aye. so <clears throat> I remember thinking um, you know Davey and Stevie opening this up see you two guys in ICW see me at that point and actually probably so now that's what I think of as ICW thanks but, man but that see that kind of those type of characters uh-huh. that's a Glasgow wrestling company yep. and see having them you know them two characters opening up this show aye. I was like aye, eyes on this aye, you know, it, mate, it was people, a, people need to witness this now it was a huge huge honour hmm. do you know what I mean like and I can't thank Dallas Duncan the guys in the office at that time um, for giving me and Stevie that opportunity and that chance just to show the fans, show the locker room, like these two young guys can fucking do this. Yep. Like we sh- we can do it. Like we can we can hang with the big boys, like more or less, right? Yeah. And then the following year, when it happened at the hydro, like I was I was even more overwhelmed, man. Like I was like greeting because my whole family were there at the hydro, and it was like. Mm-hmm. Dallas took me and he says to me again, he's like, listen, you're doing it again, you and Joe, open up the hydro. And I was like, mate, what? He's like, aye. <laughs> but then that's when Dallas told me, he's like, mate, you're, the, you're going to be the only British wrestler who won two biggest shows in the last like, 37 or 38 years since Big Daddy and Johnny Hastings wrestled. And I was like, and I cuddled him, man. I was like, I was like ah, mate, thanks very much, man. Like, me and Dallas, he's like a big brother to me, man. Yep. So it's like that relationship we've got, like, it's not like he, it's, it's, it's not like he gives me everything just because of that, mm. but it's like, He's a lot more because of that relationship. He's a lot more firmer with me. He's a lot more fucking tolerant. Like he'll he'll tell me more when I'm in the ring and go through me because he wants me to do well. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So it's like it's brilliant with that. And it's like obviously at that point they they had a lot of trust in me to do that and open it up. And I was I was quite happy with it. So I it was a, a big achievement. So also on the the hydro night you had another big a big spot. Ah, but it did, please. Aye. Aye. Um, how, how, <coughs> right. First of all, see when you get told that was going to happen, did Aye. you shit yourself? No, I was buzzing. <laughs> I was buzzing. Just the wee, the wee guy inside you. Aye, because I was like, I fucking watched these guys as a tag team. <laughs> I, I always wanted to get put for a table. I think. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, so I was like, I don't know. I don't know exactly what happened between uh, the Dilly Boys or Polo Promotions. I don't know. Yep. But apparently, for the way it was, I had to go and make a save. Right. So. Um, Dallas comes out I'm sitting there I'm fucking I think I was like talking to uh, Lionheart and Crowd Fight so Dallas fucking barges in the room nearly hits me with the door and he goes where's Davy? where's Davy?" and I'm going I'm here behind the door right <laughs> and he goes squash up Tom and Jerry aye <laughs> like fucking <laughs> like that, up the wall so he goes uh, he goes mate do you want to go back out and get put through a table off uh, Team 3D and I start <laughs> mate <laughs> Zane and Ross like each other and going what? <laughs> yeah, go, mate, get your boots on the out and go. So it was literally on the night. Literally, or at that time, that that time it happened. <clears throat> Jesus. And I went right, fuck it, boots back on, back out, and then it was like fucking Dallas is like, right, go, go, go. So it's like me and the wee man have come walking out. I'm walking, down, I'm walking down to the ramp, going, I have got no fucking clue what is happening, <laughs> so I'm just gonna go with it. Did the Dudleys know? Aye, well, they they obviously get, I think radioed through through right. Thomas and F, right? So. 
But they never knew before <coughs> that they were no. going to be doing this either. No. This was just literally on, the, on Again, the I don't, I don't know the ins and outs yet, but yeah, yeah. <coughs> um, I would imagine so that they, that they wouldn't have known because it wasn't mm-hmm. planned at that point. Um, so the next one, it's like I'm in the ring with Devon, Devon uh, and uh, Bubba. So B man's like stalling on the left hand side to me, and I'm kind of like talking shit. It looks like I'm talking shit to Devon, but really I'm going at Devon. Right, what's happening? And he's like, I'm going to punch you, the wee man's going to get big booted, and then I just got put through the table, and I was like, cool. And it was like, the next minute, bam, punch, <laughs> I'm selling, the table gets fucking, dog oh, get the table. The table just gets set up. Originally, they were going to send me half and do the, 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 the actual fucking 3D Aye. move, right? But because it fucking uh, Billy Ray had fucking, I think it was Billy Ray or fucking, I it was uh, Billy, uh, Billy Ray that fucking botched it, with no actually doing the move properly to one of the boys. Aye. So Devon just went, look, we're going to just pull a bomb in off the tap rope. I was like, cool. So they, ho- they hosted me up. I was literally buzzcock in by my face, like fucking looking at me. Li- I literally looking at everybody going, mere smiling and worried. And I was like, this is fucking amazing. It's like the next minute you just host up, down through the table. And I was like, just I was just lying there like that. Ah, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> Pure sadistic. <coughs> oh, mate, honestly, it was the best night of my life. Wrestlers are fucking weird, aren't they? Aye, it's crazy. <laughs> um, in between the, those two shows, you had also the, the title, the title run, and then it got to the the Barrowlands. Yes. Uh, April time, uh, Barramania, and there was uh, you lost the title that night. To Aye, it was a, a scramble match. Barramania, Barra scramble or whatever. Uh, I think it was like I think it was like Barramania, Barramania. Four, aye, a four, <coughs> um, so, and it was like a, I think it was like a six-month assemble match. It was me, Lionheart, Zach Gibson, Kenny Williams, Joe Hendry, and Liam Thompson. I'm pretty sure. Yep. <coughs> so you also you lose uh, the the title that night to to Lionheart. Lionheart wins yeah. it. Um, who we sadly lost recently. Yeah. You know, for for me. I think Lionheart's one of the best wrestlers that's ever come out in this country. I, I think Lionheart was one of the best wrestlers in the world. Yeah. Like to me, he's like he was the best wrestler in the world, mm-hmm. and he was he was in his own fucking category in the country. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. nobody could touch him. Do you know what I mean? He was like Lionheart was the first ever guy that was the first actual UK wrestler to compete for the ROH World Heavyweight Title. Um, he, you know, he done he done the segments like for like Big Brother. He done the the role to wrestler. Mm-hmm. He was a Grand Slam champion. I forgot um, the Big Brother. I forgot about that. It was uh, him and Um He was a Grand Slam champion. He became Grand Slam champion. Um, and the pinnacle, the pinnacle of his career, I think that he wanted the most was to become the ICW World Heavyweight Champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not a that's not a fucking. Like, I'm not meaning to sound bad against any other companies, but it was like Adrian already held every other be- company's belt. Yeah. So it was like, I the only belt left from that he wanted, it was like, always to get, and it was the ICW World Heavyweight title. And eventually he fucking, he got it off Jackie Polo at Film Loven. Then after that, <clears throat> he went into a storyline with Alexander Dean. Yes. And uh, the it was uh, the Gary show. Uh, it was uh, for the the UEWA heavyweight title, and the uh, ICW World Heavyweight title was on the line. And uh, Lionheart won that, and he retained, and then became the new UEWA champion. Do you know what I mean? So at that point, that that night, like Lionheart became not only the man, but the man in fucking European wrestling. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like holding two major fucking belts at that point in your career 
I don't think anybody's done anything like I, that. I'm, I so. mind as a as a fan that night. I remember sitting watching there, and you, you hear that the this belt's going to be on the line up against that belt. Yeah. And automatically in your head, the cynical one goes, "Right, it's going to be a dirty finish of some sort." Aye, so aye, they're going to lose the base. They're going to leave the base belts. Yeah, there'll be something will happen. They'll keep their belts and they'll have an arm match at some point. But then they won it. I think the whole place was like aye. stunned in the silence, and you were like. That's, holy fuck that's what I love about it man because it's like just when just when the fans think that they're smart and they're above the game it's like nah man we fucking pull a rabbit out of the hat yeah. fuck you do you know what I mean <laughs> and it's like surprise surprise do you know what I mean so it was nice man and it was uh, I think it was like <clears throat> obviously it was quite nice to obviously leave him at that point in his career yeah. that pinnacle point in his career to leave him on a high what was it like working with them in, in the ring, you know, we, we've said about him being the best in Europe. Uh-huh. You had the chance to, to work with him. He was, you were the same, you know. What he was amazing. He, like, Adrian Lionheart was like a big brother to me, mm-hmm. and he always will be, no matter where he is. <clears throat> and he was always a guy that would. Like, he was like the undertaker in the locker room in WWE, like, that was the way he was to us. And then the moment he was working with you, or he was in a six man fucking scramble match, tag team match, whatever it was. Even the rumble, he would make sure that everybody that he was working with got over. He would even put you over if you struggled. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He was always there for everybody. He was always a company man. He, he was always fucking being a face of the companies when he wasn't supposed to be. Adrian was all for British wrestling and he was a he was a one in a million guy, a one in a million wrestler, and it was a absolute pleasure and fucking. Honestly, it was just a pleasure working him. Yeah. I miss the big man, but it was a pleasure working him. Of course, of course. Um, so obviously you then got to the, the, the match at the Hydro and stuff, and then not long after this then, um, you leave ICW. Yeah. So I remember at the time when, when it happened, everybody had their, their sayings, you know, and, and you've said before <coughs> on the podcast, I listened to you, you were dealing with your own stuff, you know, yeah. kind of yourself. Um, Everybody had their say when you left, it was like, oh, David done that, Dallas done this, the two of them are fighting each other, mm. you see it all over Twitter and stuff like aye, that. Aye. You know, like, what, as much as you want to give away or whatever you don't want to give away, you know, was there, was there anything in ICW that caused you to leave or was it yourself that took you, no, took you away it was, from it? No, it was me. <clears throat> it was me, it's like, people can, you know, it's like, it's like one of these things with people, right? It's like, the minute a situation happens, <clears throat> the pot starts to fucking thicken. Right, so everybody wants to have their own stuff. Yeah. So, I know what fucking happened. Yep. So does everybody else in the show that was there that night, so does Dallas. Mm-hmm. But anyway, day, <clears throat> it's got nothing to do with him. Me and Dallas have sorted things out. I was in the ring 100% completely. I was just in the right, the wrong frame of mind, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a really, really bad place. And I thought I was fucking basically, like, my shit didn't stink. Do you know what I mean? And... Um, uh, honestly, man, it was just like my head was right up my ass, and I, and I and I took my frustration out when really I was getting told, <coughs> basically after I listened to that that basically what they were doing was they were helping me, so they were telling me, look, again, I was, as I went back to Dallas being an older brother like me, he's always fucking telling me, do you know what I mean, if I'm right, meringue. So I didn't realise that the state, I would, the, the state and the condition I was in, <coughs> that's what Dallas was doing for me. I thought Dallas was just fucking nagging on at me, blah, blah, blah. And I fucking snapped and that was it. Yeah. Um, and then it was, that was that was me partnering away for the company. And then 
uh, I think it was like two and a half years, three years later, mm-hmm. boom, back at film loving. You said about the, the, the struggles you had kind of within that time. Yeah. What what changed for you? What gave you that? Was there anything it in particular was, that gave you a wee spark? Where you went, it was you know just what? basically, <clears throat> um, at that moment in point, well, don't get me wrong, way before this happened, I'd, I'd get three nephews, so they were already born before this happened. Okay. <clears throat> but um, when this happens, and the, the oldest one, Keen, he's a lot older, so it's like, I still want to, obviously I'm still going to be a role model for him, absolutely. The same as I would do for my other young nephews, right? Um, but the thing is, like, in a way, he's like his own man now, right? Because the age he is. So it was like, I'm, th- I'm thinking more of the, the, two, the two younger ones, right? Kenzie and Carter, I love it my bits, and I'm an uncle. So I need to be more of an adult now. And being more an adult, I need to be responsible, I need to think of my decisions, my actions, I need to basically get my fucking arse in gear, get the finger out and just fucking crack home it. And if I'm always wanting to portray myself and saying that I want to be this guy, I want to be that guy, at that point I was just saying it there and doing it. Yep. <clears throat> I, I, I gave myself a really good fucking reality check and basically I boot up the arse and that was kind of, that was it. Um, I've also got a niece or a nephew on the way to now. Uh, they've not been gave birth yet, <laughs> but um, I so again now that I'm in a better place, I'm in better shape, I'm doing well in an ICW. Uh, like when the the newborn comes, uh, it's like them growing up as well. It's like I have made the the, the decision. It's always at the right that time. moment where you've went, you know what, slap across the face. Exactly, it's like <clears throat> exactly, mate. Do you know what I mean? And it's like I'm not the only athlete, wrestler, or fucking like there's guys or women in many in many like, sports, um, different companies or different kind of like what's the word I'm looking for? Different categories of sport, right? Mm-hmm. That are fucked up. And they've owned their shit and they've fucking went and dealt with it and then they've come back better. Do you know what I mean? So it's like people need to realise that I'm the only guy that's <coughs> fucked up and dingy. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So it's like it's you, you to me it's like I'm not saying you need to do it to become prof- a, a better professional. You be, you can become a better professional in anything you do. Yeah. But to me it's like if you fuck up and you you've not fell too far down the hole, if you can get yourself back at it. Then you become maybe a better person. Could you have a much more better uh, athlete and performer? Do you know what I mean? So, absolutely, man. I. And it's been well noted <clears> since <throat> you've come back. People have actually noted on on Facebook and Twitter, you're fucking shredded, mate. Aye, like, so you're I mean, I've been, been doing it fucking iron girdles, Jim. I've been uh, smashing fucking tits. You so. get them wee vests on, mate. Aye, string vests. Yeah, I've been I've, I've been training mostly with taps off, so it doesn't bother me. <laughs> So um, you came back at Fear and Loving, mate, like you said earlier, and you made the made the save on Grado against all the wee, the wee fannies. Aye, get him a down. So you said you didn't really know very far in advance that that was going to be happening. Was it maybe no. a month or so that you you kind of get a phone call? Aye, it was like kind of like I knew I knew it was happening. They told me I was coming back, but mm. they, I thought it was going to be like kind of square go this year, right? Okay. right? <coughs> but when I turned twenty six in October last year. That's when I get the phone call right on my right on my birthday. It was like, Davy, boom, you're gonna be coming back. That, I took when I said to Dallas, aye. aye and I took when I said to Dallas, I went, I as in like square going next year and he's like, No no no. 
that uh, next month feel moving. So just keep doing what you're doing in the gym, blah blah blah, and uh, and we'll see you there. And I was like, mate, I was in the greeting because I was like, fuck me, to begin an actual big massive spot, mm-hmm. saving Grado on the biggest show of their calendar year. I was like, this is fucking amazing. Like, uh, wow. Do you mean? It almost kind of feels full circle then for what you just said a second ago. Exactly. You know, from from yeah, kind of lows right back up to the exactly. high, up to the pinnacle. Exactly, almost. mate. Aye. Aye. So you, um, you said, said earlier on that it was top secret and you get brought in. Were you one of these ones underneath jackets in a car? Mate, like literally, mate, I'm not even kidding you on. Literally, mate, I was in a crowbar's motor. I was in the back of crowbar's motor, right? <clears throat> and they threw all these mad jackets in that with me. And they... We were, we, were, uh, we were arriving up to the SWG3 just at the gate, and he's went, he's mad biker voice, he's like, Blaze, keep your fucking head down. He's like, ah, the fans are there. <laughs> I was like, right, crow ball me, baller. <laughs> you like, oh, fuck. I was like, just tell me what to come out. <laughs> you're hiding under it. What was, uh, well, I know what the pop was like for the crowd, what was it like for you when you, when you first came <clears> through that curtain? Mate, I don't think there, there is a word to describe it, I, and I'm being serious. Mm-hmm. Still to this very day, I'm still watching it back, and it's and it feels like in a stupid way that even though it's no, that when you watch it back, the the fan the fan reaction is that fucking amazing and loud. Yeah. You think it's like an audio input, if you get me right. Aye, aye. But it's no, I just can't yeah. get it. And it was like on that night, it wasn't just the fans. This bit blows my mate. It wasn't just the fans. It went my pop laugh or not. There's a video that I've got, <clears throat> I can't put it online, right, but there's a video that I've got, right, okay. and it's backstage at the curtain, and I'm, the minute my face turns in, I'm like, yeah, I'm still on the Arnold Schwarzenegger, calling another Berrien, right, but I don't realise, because I'm not in his own, that all the boys, the lassies, Dallas and all that, are all literally standing behind me, popping as well, so when I seen the video and I watched it back, I was, I was greeting, man, I was like, fuck me, I was like, this is amazing, Class. and it is, it, it, there genuinely isn't a word to describe, but it's amazing. Uh, so I just want to say thank you, everybody, for that response. Good stuff, man. Uh, so, square go. Um, get a wee bone to pick with you, mate. Right. So, we were in the group chat setting up this, this interview a couple of weeks ago, right? right. And I said to you, oh, are you going to go Paul Drew? And you're like, oh, I maybe see how she fucking knew it was happening. You knew you were going to be in there for like less than a minute. <laughs> you know? how, how was that when you know, come back at the, at the square? Obviously, you weren't in for very long. You just went in out of the reds again. You made it yourself. I, I, it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was good. It was Did you good. think about going through the middle rope? That doesn't count, remember? See, I should have thought of that. Aye, and I then come back later on, man. Uh, just, just went <clears> rogue. I just went fucking it. rogue on it, man. I, I, I just fucking thought I was Superman and went, fuck it, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but how, how was it, you know, kind of being back at Square Go again as well? Were you, Aye, it was good, man. Were, like, were, you, were <clears> you happy? I'm going to say, were you happy with that kind of storyline? Obviously, any storyline is good, uh, but are you, were you happy with it that went? Oh, of course. You, of course, man. Because uh, it's like, again, it's like... Your your square goal season is just basically WWE's Royal Rumble. Yeah. You, you you get the you get the Royal Rumble show for WWE and it leads into WrestleMania. But for us, your square goal leads into Shugs. Right? So Shugs is still a massive, massive weekender, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like the Shugs kinda their kinda weekender events. This is where it's like if you've got a feud that starts at Fear and Loving last year, this is where your feud will end. Right, okay. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. um so I so <coughs> Square Go is a really really important event. It's massive. Uh, many opportunities can arise and can happen for anybody. Do you know what I mean? So um, even if you don't win anything or you don't get 
like you don't win the square goal or you don't win a title, still being a part of it is massive. Do you know what I mean? And it's um, I it's very, uh, I it's very good, very special. One thing I like about the the square goal you spoke about the the comparison with the rumble there, the weapons in it. Ah, you've got weapons. Right. So here's a question I've I've wanted to ask for a while. How sore is it when you get skilled with them weapons? Fucking agony. Like. How, how do you continue after? <laughs> Can see if I get to one. Be, to I'd be, be honest, crying. I'd be greeting under the ring. But oh, to be honest, mate, I, I fucking ask myself that. <laughs> <clears throat> I go, I go. How the fuck are we all gone? Like honestly, like the the worst fucking doing I've ever had in a square go is by red lightning with a kendo stick, and he fucking and I mean he snaps it, he smacks it in my back six times to the point where it shatters, but he keeps hitting me a bit, and it's he stabs me in the back a couple of times, and then he. And then he fucking he hits me on my neck muscle, so my neck muscle, my shoulders are swollen. It. <coughs> <coughs> he drops it right in front of me, and I grab the fucking bamboo stick or the kendo stick, and I fling it out. But then Red goes like, that. "No, I'm the fucking man. Gives that kendo stick back, and the fan throws it back into him." I'm, mate, I'm lying there going like that. What are you doing? <laughs> He's going to kill me for a fucking reason, man. <laughs> it's away for a reason. Aye, it's, it's something that. I always like to think, oh, I'd love to be a wrestler, and I think about them and I go, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Not a chance, man. Like, saying somebody's like, oh, you're going to get hit with a chair, but I'll ask me to retire him. Thank you very much. Good, good to, good to know Um So, obviously, that's, that's happened. Um, you had the reunion as well prior to that with uh, Stevie. Ah. Uh-huh. At the, in the, the garage show. At the garage show, which was fucking massive. Obviously, we got it quite early. Aye. You knew the Bucky Boys are coming <clears> back, but when you came back in the gear, and then the wee man came out and all. Aye. Like everybody went after fucking. Aye. Man. How has it been back with them two again? Aye, it's it's good. Um, obviously, it's uh, it's always amazing being back with wee man and Stevie, mm-hmm. uh, and it always will be for the rest of the fucking days since we're going to be grinning at old guys. But yeah. um, no, but that night was special, man. It was it was special because it was like <clears throat> kicking off. Like basically we left off because we've still got a lot left in the tank, mm-hmm. which a lot of people wouldn't think. But that's that's ironic thing about it. Do you know what I mean? So, um, <clears throat> aye, so we're just kick starting it now. Obviously, like Stevie's losses the world heavyweight title to Noam, um, but obviously I'm the main thing. I'm still I'm still sorting it with Davy and all his wee fucking pals. Right. So we're back, but you know if anybody wants to step to us, I will be there. But we're still doing the rain thing, if you will. So it's all good, all good in the hood, man. Nice one. Um, and another we know, ICW are going back on tour. Um, we've got Newcastle. There's a, a show announced for Newcastle. Are you part of that? Why I, man? <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it reminded me of, um, mine just done the the documentary and stuff like that when they went aye, to the bus and down. Aye. aye, aye. So, have you got any tour stories that you can share that are... Abs- Broadcastable? Absolutely not. No, nothing. <laughs> Absolutely right. not. I tried my best. I tried my best. <laughs> <laughs> um, wanted to make a wee point on on kind of Scottish wrestling kind of being successful just now. Um, <coughs> I've noted there, Drew won the rumble. Aye. <laughs> Cap letters. <laughs> Aye. Cap, capital letters. Do. Drew wins rumble. Drew wins rumble. <laughs> <laughs> like, how was that for you watching watching that happen? Did, Mate, it was did, amazing. Did any of you know that was going to happen beforehand? Did, no. Did, did he? No, Drew, Drew obviously can't tell us. Aye. I mean, so. I mean, did he? Did he just but, get a wee text like that? No, honestly. Get attention. Mate, no even, no even lying, mate, <laughs> no. honestly. No, honestly, man, it was like, when you when you Drew was getting a big push, mm-hmm. Drew, Drew's doing absolutely fantastic. Drew Drew is literally flying the fucking flag for 
like Scottish and like UK wrestling. Yeah. He is, he's, he's the man right now, right? But we did not fucking know that Drew was going to win that rumble. Do you know what I mean? It was like a Claymore kick fucking Brock Lesnar. He goes to the top rope and it's like, oh, Drew's just won the rumble. It was amazing. Mate, it was amazing. Amazing. I think he's going to go to WrestleMania and he's going to slap fucking Brock Lesnar's ass and he's going to become the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. See, he made Lesnar look wee. Aye, he made Lesnar look like a wee bitch. See when he came out and he stood kind of face to face in the ring and you're looking at the, the <laughs> height difference and you're like, fucking hell, bro. Drew's a monster. Like, I mean, we all know he's big, right? But see when you see him up against Lesnar, who you, you imagine Lesnar to be like fucking he Aye, mate, right? Le- mate, Lesnar's a fucking freak of nature, isn't But Drew, Drew's just Massive. fucking a behemoth. Aye. But uh, absolutely amazing for, for Drew, obviously, was uh, the ICW heavyweight champion as well. He made that a world championship at one point as well. So he's, yep. he's just <clears> moving up and. Exactly. Old man, he's just going there. Um, What's your aspirations for for kind of WWE and stuff? Have like you got that in your sights? Obviously, we've got NXT UK, yeah. and we've seen quite a lot of folk, you know, like like Joe, yeah. Mark, Wolfie, <clears throat> Kelly, etc. You know, see, I would like obviously it's everybody's dream to go to WWE, mm-hmm. right? But um, <clears throat> and again, I think I'm one of these. Yeah, I'm one of these people that's fucking more realistic. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I know I'm a great wrestler, mm-hmm. but I also know what WWE might be looking for. I'm not saying I might not have it because I, I have not been fucking been in contact with yet. Yep. Um but if I'm pretty sure and I'm pretty confident that when the team comes along for when they, they do get in contact with me, I will be in the, the best shape. I will be fucking a more greater wrestler. I'll have a more better attitude towards it and uh, I will do my best and try and conquer it. Um, I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I would love for it to happen, but it's just one of these things that I'm still very young right now. It's 26 years old. Yeah. Like I've been doing it 11 years, and this is just me getting started. Do you know what I mean? So um, I want to try and get a few more other things accomplished in like country-wise, or like uh, what do you call it? Was it like countries, and then you've got oh, what's it? I can't remember. Um, things. You things. 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 Aye. Things. <laughs> um, but, um, aye. So it's like I would love for it to happen. I'd love for it to happen, and uh, I reckon if it, if a tryout did come, um, with WWE, and if I get signed, I would not let anybody in. Anybody in WWE just now, you'd love to have a match with anybody. You would. You'd look at and go. That's. I, I would love to have a match with uh, Pete. Pete Dunn, Tyler Bate, even though I've wrestled Tyler Bate in Trent, mm-hmm. but Tyler was like only, I've wrestled Trent in another one match, that was amazing in Cardiff, um, Tyler was like a, a four-way, but I didn't really get enough to do with him, right, okay. right? so I, I would love to have a one-on-one with Tyler, uh, Pete Dunn, Walter, uh, could you take a chop? I, I'd fucking give one back. I'd be like a weapon and all that. I'd be like, I hear you. Have that. <laughs> fucking, do you know what I mean? But I, nah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. If he chopped me, then you I would need to uh, pick myself back up and put myself back together. But, um, <laughs> give yourself a wee, a wee breather. Uh, I, <laughs> a wee breather, mate. Oh, Jesus Christ. <clears throat> but um, even even guys like Joe, Wolfie, Mark, um, I'd love to look up with them. Do you know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like. Um, they're all amazing athletes, fantastic wrestlers, they know what they're doing, that's why they're there, they're the best of the best, um, and that's the place for them. 
Cool. So, the I mentioned earlier on when I was kind of getting into to knowing about ICW and stuff like that. The first time I really seen you guys, you've done a, a Q and A at Walkabout before. I think it was before one of the manias. Um, it was you in like Dallas and stuff like that, and you were up on the stage, and you done a, a Q and A type thing with the crowd, right? Oh um, shit. This was years ago, man. Uh, mate, years ago. I'm Aye. talking. I'm, I'm it was like up, up the stair, up the stair. No, no, no. no you, well, you were done. You were done. You were at the main, the main bit at the back. See when you walk in, right up the very back. You were on a wee but, stage. Well, we were with me. Aye. Aye, I know what you're talking about. You, you, you done everything, and you mentioned at that point that you had been on Take Me Out. Yes. So everybody kind of knows that. I never knew about that beforehand, but everybody kind of knew. Right? Aye. And that was a, a, a story. Right, Fernando's. Was it? Was it the restaurant you went to? Or was it the, the island? The island. Restaurant. <laughs> remember the restaurant? Do you remember the restaurant? Like, I say I'm laughing. <laughs> restaurant. Mate, how shite must that have been? Right, if you were all taking me out series one and you went to this fucking restaurant called Fernando's. Oh, mate. In, in no, it, def- it definitely wasn't a restaurant. Right. It was a. They call it Fernando's, but they, they flew us out to Las Americas in Tenerife. Right, okay. So did, uh, how, how was that? Was it? It was, a, it was amazing. It was, it was an amazing experience. How did it come about? How did you. I, I know, obviously, you applied for it, but like. I used how? to be a buff butler years ago, right? When I was right. 18, I used to be a buff butler. Right, okay. So, we got these application forms in one night, and um, I'm like, to myself, because at this point, Marty Scurrow had done it, and his kind of wrestling book was picked off, and that, right? So I went, hmm. Put two and two together, Ding. you get four, yep. right? So I was like, right, here we go, go to do it. So I was like, right, geez that, <clears throat> I've applied for it. And uh, for there they get back to me, blah, 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 blah. Um, they flew me down to London. And then for there it was just like, I, I recorded my, my show on the Friday. We all get dates. We flew out on the Friday night. Um, so we were there. We arrived maybe about nine o'clock at night, ten o'clock at night, mm-hmm. and I get fucking pushed at the bar. Um, as you do. <coughs> but the, the boys and the girls stay in hotels three mile away, f- uh, three mile away from each other. So you do. Because uh, you're not meant to be with each other uh, until you're on a date. Keep you separate. Exactly. Right? Uh, just in case I get a audio on them. Probably so. you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> get like so. three of them in the one place. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, so it, was, it was a very, very good experience. Again, it was very like kind of it matured me a bit more, do you know what I mean? And it gave me the kind of responsibility and the eye-opener to be like, this could be like mere things could be happening down the line for you if you fucking get yourself together and Aye. everything else, do you know what I mean? So it was, a, it was a great experience, mate. It was a very, very good experience. But obviously I hear now that the, the show's been axed well, after 11 years. Well, yes, I was going to ask you about that. But you, what's your thoughts on Take Me Out being cancelled, uh, mate? Are you... my, thought, my thoughts on it is... I've working. been there and done it and got a t-shirt, mate, so... <laughs> You've been to Fernando's, mate. Aye, I've, I've been to Fernando's, mate. I've even got a dressing gown that says Fernando's on it. <laughs> oh, man. I don't even want to see that dressing gown. <laughs> <laughs> right, David, listen, thank you very much, mate, for your time. It's been great chatting to you. Like I said earlier, I'm delighted to see you back in ICW again. Cheers, mate. Hopefully we'll see you reach the top of the finish. Aye, party, maybe man. you'll see me with that big shiny belt, mate. Never know, mate, never know. You need to find Stevie for it, though. <laughs> <laughs> right, Stevie wins it back. <laughs> exactly. David, cheers, mate. Great, cheers, man. Thank you very much.